Okay, let's, uh, let's get started here. We've got a few things going on today. Uh, we're going to introduce uh, here shortly um, Deaconess Catherine Rittner from our seminary in Fort Wayne, who's got a presentation for you. Many of you have already uh, donated to the Food and Clothing Co-op, and uh, we thank you uh, for that. Uh, we are hoping that that will continue to be an effort here from our congregation uh, to provide for our seminarians and their families. As I've shared with you before, um, uh, my wife and I and uh, our children were greatly blessed uh, by the Food and Clothing Co-op at uh, the seminary, Sister Seminary in St. Louis, and uh, that really helped us out financially and otherwise as well. Uh, before I introduce uh, Deaconess uh, Rittner, uh, we want to just uh, open the floor for any questions or concerns. Obviously, doors are still open here at Advent Lutheran Church. Raise your hand if you received the email sent out by the head elder, congregational president, and myself on Friday, and Pastor Grady, okay? Uh, if you did not, please contact the church office tomorrow because that means we do not have your email address, okay? Um, and I don't believe she posted it on Facebook. I checked that last night, so we'll put that on Facebook as well. We know not everybody is wired or connected, and if you're not, and we know that, we put a copy in your member mailbox, Okay, um, so if you're here, you should be able to check that as well, okay? Um, any questions, comments about any of the, I promised there was a certain word I wasn't going to use today, and I haven't used it yet. I'm not going to use it, because it's a word I've been hearing for a week straight. Um, yes, sir? Are we going to have a greater or a That's a great question. Are we going to have greeters at the door or shunners? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That reminds me of a Monty Python. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Uh, all right. Any other? No, please don't go there. <laughs> any other questions, comments about anything? Please uh, stay informed. Uh, we, will, we will follow, and we are following the rules that our government has set forth. Uh, when there comes a time, and there might, we don't know at this point, uh, where every, everybody is asked to completely shut down, then, then we, will, we will keep you informed at that point what's going on. So as of right now, um, choir is canceled for Tuesday nights. Uh, Wednesday, the meal, we're going to cancel the meal. It's just too difficult. We do buffet-style eating here, and it's just, it's just too much to do. Plus, we're just not sure about numbers dropped off this last week, and we had a lot of extra food. And so it doesn't make sense to make a whole bunch of food and have it go to waste uh, and then not have food service protocols in place for Wednesday night. So no meal. We'll still have service, though, at 7 o'clock, okay? Uh, so feel free to come join us. Uh, and if you are in the, uh, that, that uh, certain age group, 60 and over, uh, please note that we're also offering, and if you're here this morning, I guess it doesn't affect you, uh, but we are offering uh, a smaller uh, setting with fewer people divine service Wednesday at 11.30, okay? Um, so know that that's available as well, okay? Mr. Head Elder, you want to, you stand there with a the mic ready to tell you jokes or something, I'm not sure. <laughs> stand over in the middle, you're in front of the speaker. There you go. Right, there we go. Um, so, what is going on with our sound system today? I don't know. Hello, hello? Can you all hear me? If so, nod your head. Not this way. 
Um, as you all can appreciate, uh, the past week has been certainly unprecedented in anything that we've seen here. So I wanted to take just a brief moment because many of you have been contacting me, the head elder, some of our elders, and I want to just offer sort of a, a brief summary of how we got into where we are today without taking a, a tremendous amount of time. I'm going to call out my daughter and embarrass her just for fun right now. Look at that look on her face. Uh, she, she had the quote in the week this week in our household, which was, so let me get this straight. And for those of you who are from Indiana, this might resonate with you. You guys got the blizzard of 78, and we get this thing which I'm not going to mention its name. <laughs> and, uh, and that is, in a nutshell, kind of what we're dealing with. Uh, as Pastor mentioned, uh, and many of you have sort of been asking in different ways, um, I'm not a medical expert. I'm not an epidemiologist. Uh, but what we have been doing is, and what I would encourage you all to do, is to rely upon those best and brightest that we have out there, and the websites are fantastic with respect to information, namely the Centers of Disease Control, the CDC, and the Indiana Department of Health, okay? Uh, you all are not and should not be bound by your conscience. Uh, if you look around, you will notice that some of the people that you would typically expect to see on Sundays aren't here, and that is fine, and that's something that I do want to mention in terms of uh, we are a community here at Advent and continue to stay connected, whether you choose to come here or not going forward. Uh, this remains a completely uh, new and novel and uncertain health environment that we're in globally. It is changing on a daily basis, okay? So we, in concert with the pastors, with, with Chuck and council, we will continue to vigilantly monitor this we are following the guidances that are out there by um, the health authorities, by our local and governmental officials as well. And to that end, uh, continue to do us the favor and monitor your emails and others. If you have questions, call the church office, call us. Um, we will continue to um, make those, if you will, judgment calls where we can, um, but understand that if a call is made at a higher level than us, on a civic level that is, then we will be complying, all right? So for those of you who know that they aren't here or on the horizon, should you choose to make that decision for yourself and your family, one thing that I would say is, as Luther said to us, it's incumbent upon the head of the household and the family to continue to teach to do daily lecturing for others. We have the means and the media by which sermons are online. There's a way to continue to stay connected. To that end, if you want or need some of those documents, uh, a hymnal, an extra Bible, devotional information, the like, contact the church office, contact us, and we will do everything that we can to get that to you. So with that, um, again, contact us, contact your elders should you have questions. Continue to look at your, your email and other media as we continue to monitor this situation going forward. Okay, thank you. Okay, you should have been a pastor. <laughs> Especially the way you make fun of your kids. Those poor, poor children. <laughs> I got you, I got you back. All right, any other questions, comments about anything? You ready to get started? Let's uh, start with prayer. Oh yeah, one more, Mr. Mundrick. Has, oh, thank you. Do you want to come up and do that real quick? That's okay. That's okay. Let's come up and do it at the mic. Um, I'll let you. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you do that. Thank you for a reminder. 
you want to come up at one of you? You can, you can correct me if I, if I say anything wrong. Um, we have what, paper surveys out in the narthex as well? And then there's an electronic survey. Uh, the Long Range Planning Committee, we are continuing to evaluate whether we and whether the congregation has an interest in us moving forward with our analysis of potentially expanding our educational offerings here uh, to basically include an elementary school. We heavily rely on the feedback that we get from the congregation. The reason that we're talking about this now is because it was something that, it was an interest that, that was apparent when we asked about what to do with the land next door. So we're continuing to evaluate this. There is a survey that we would love to have every household respond to. Paper surveys in the narthex, and I believe in the email announcements, there's a link uh, to a survey that you can fill out. Just a few short questions about level of interest, kids in your house, where they're going to school now, things like that. Uh, we would greatly appreciate if uh, every household could respond. Did I cover it all, Eric? All right. You said where they're going to school now, and I laughed, sorry. Will they be going back to school in two weeks? Okay. I'm just trying to keep you guys light and, and uh, have a little bit of joy in the midst of that. Let's, uh, any other comments? We good? The Lord be with you. O oh God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please give a warm welcome to Deaconess Rittner. Good to have you with us today. Come on up. We're going to let you use a microphone here. I'm sure you can. So just walk around with that. Let me get my stuff out of your way. Oops, sorry. No, you're good. And the most important thing, my coffee Absolutely. cup. Absolutely. Right. I've already had two cups this morning on the way down, so you're set. Oh, hold that thought. It was trying to overheat, so I had to turn it off for a few minutes. Um, I'm scatterbrained at times, so I apologize for that. <laughs> I have a beautiful camp picture of our campus from Concordia Theological Seminary. My name is Deaconess Catherine Rittner. I am married to a pastor. Yeah, I'm that insane. Um, he was not always a pastor. He is actually retired Navy and everything that that implies. Um, he was not a chaplain. He attended campus in, started attending campus in 2006, but I'll get to that in a minute. So God promises us no matter what that he will provide for all of our needs. Matthew, 20, Matthew 6, 25 to 34 tells us, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow thrown into the oven, which he not, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? 
Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Those verses are not more prevalent than they are right now with all the uncertainty. But we have God's eternal promise, including the rainbow, that reminds us that no matter what, he is going to provide for us, which is my job for the students. So the mission statement of Concordia Theological Seminary is that we exist to teach the faithful, reach the lost, and care for all. Teaching the faithful, those are teaching your faster future pastors and deaconesses. Caring for all is going out and caring for all of those outside and reaching the lost is continuing on throughout all the world. Oh, God, I hate this picture. <laughs> 2006, my family left Toledo, Ohio. At the time, I was running a law office as an office manager. Two of your new members here, uh, Bill and Nancy Bussing, <laughs> we were members together at Good Shepherd. <laughs> I saw them a couple weeks ago. I know they're not going to be here today, so tell them I said hi. Um, when we moved to Fort Wayne in 2006, we were actually a family of six. We are a blended family. We have seven children. We now have 13 grandchildren. Um, the newest one is two and a half weeks old. <laughs> and she's a doll. Um, walked away from two jobs, Take one. life, family, and went, okay. My husband came home from, me, from work one day and said, I think I want to go to the seminary. Okay, but this was a lifelong thing. This was not a short-term, hey, knee-jerk thing, I'm going to go do this. He wanted to do this in high school. So, yeah, as you can kind of tell, my husband is a little bit older than I am. Um, trust me, he doesn't act it. <laughs> but we had those concerns. You know, I sit and I look as people coming in as prospective students, and I know we have a prospective deaconess coming in, or a deaconess distance student who's starting in the fall. I just got to meet her a little bit ago. When they come to visit the campus, I will look at the guys who are looking to come for the Office of the Holy Ministry, and I'll go, hey, how you doing? Bye. And look at the wives because I look at their eyes. I see the fear in their eyes. I see the same thoughts, concerns, scared. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? How are we going to feed us? How are we going to clothe us? So I focus on the wives because I've seen those looks. I was there. And by the time I'm done with them and I can sit down and look at them and go, all right, come on, hit me with it. Tell me what you got. Tell me your fears. What are you worried about? Well, how are we going to feed the baby? I got formula over in the food co-op. But what about diapers? They're so expensive. I got diapers in the co-op. 
It makes a difference. So needs of the, co uh, needs of the students are met in various different ways. Most students are second career just like we were, and they paid to relocate to the Fort Wayne area, paying their tuition, which right now we have 100% tuition coverage. That is not free tuition. We cover their tuition, thank God for his wonderful mercy, through endowments. They still have books. They still have fees. They still have insurance. They still have rent and everything else that goes along with that. So we're just able and fortunate enough and blessed enough to be able to cover their insurance, or their ah, tuition. So when you put in everything together, the unmarried students are fortunate because they get to live on campus, but they still pay their room and board. We have a fantastic dining hall. If you haven't been to our campus, I highly recommend you coming up. Let me know when you're coming, I'll treat you to lunch. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding, I will buy you lunch, come and find me. Um, about half of our students are married, they live off campus with wives and children. I told you I was scatterbrained, my brain's going this way and I need to go this way. <laughs> they come with their wives, they come with their kids, they've walked away from their jobs. Now the wife has to become the uh, breadwinner of the family. And many times they have to find employment. But sometimes that's difficult because the program is, if you're in the MDiv program, you're two years, the, the guys are two years on the campus, then they go out on Vicarage, and then they come back for a year. But because we've been there, September we are starting our 175th academic year. We're one year older than Synod. We're starting our 175th academic year been there for a long time. It's where we started, where we came back to. We came back to our roots. We came back to where we belong. Our community knows that. So we've got some fantastic employers that go, oh, you're at the seminary? Fantastic. Come on, bring it. Come on in. Let's hire you. Because then they get the next person, and then they get the next person. So there's all those different advantages. It used to be a time when, it, and I can't say that it used to be, because coming in with undergrad, you're coming in with that student debt. Well, now you've got this debt on top of it. But here again, I've already covered the tuition. So we get grants from organizations, Sunday school classes, ladies' aid, men's Bible studies, you name it, individuals, everybody like that. But we also have the food co-op. My responsibility is to feed and clothe the students at absolutely no cost to them. I am 100% donor driven. All of my funds are restricted, so I have to be very frugal and very stingy, and I can be. <laughs> and now with this issue that we have going on, we are in uncharted territory. The seminary is shut down for the next two weeks, essential personnel only and classes have gone online. This is a first for us. We don't know, but I still have 170 plus families that need food, that need produce, that need milk, that need diapers. So Tuesday, I'm going in and working all day Tuesday, but they have four hours to come in and shop. And so I've asked them, be responsible. 
come in at this time if your last name starts with this. So far, the students are like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you can't find things around. And then the clothing co-op closed. We dress everybody. I can dress you in a suit and tie and a pair of pants and a nice pair of dress shoes, and I can find a very nice formal dress for you, Miss Linda. I can even, I, where'd the kiddos go? Where, oh, there's one back there. I even have baby stuff for him that would fit. And I've got pictures of some of this stuff, too. So the history of the food co-op, it was seminary, it was student-led while it was on Springfield for the first year. Many years ago, men were expected to remain single until they left the seminary. <laughs> Good luck with that now. Dining services at Springfield campus consisted of in-gathered food. They didn't go out to GFS. They didn't go to Piazza or to Meyer or anything like that. It was all what was donated from around the community, farmers, things like that. We have donation day in October. That stems back to that. Um, when Springfield used to hold their donation day, there were six to 700 people that would show up. Now it's about 70, but you know, they still come. And it's not just that one time a year anymore. Now it's yearly or weekly. I just had a, we just had a large group come in on Friday and bring us a whole carload. It's awesome to see what happens. I've got people lined up. They're like, okay, so I need to bring stuff in. Just hold it for me. Just hold it. I'll call you. 1970s, more Mary started, students started to enroll. So when we moved back to Fort Wayne in 1976, it actually was housed in, oh, I forgot about all of this, sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was started in, an, in a student's garage in 1976 when we moved back to Fort Wayne. I met the daughter in January. And she came, this lady comes running into campus. She's a jogger. She was there for symposiums. She comes running in. And I'm looking at her, I'm going, good morning, how are you? And she goes, I'm fantastic. My parents used to run the co-op out of the house. Can I look around? Come on, honey, let's go. So we walked all through. We're in two separate buildings. So we walked through. And she's just, we didn't have this much. It was, and if you ever get a chance to listen to Dr. Rass talk about Donation Day and the food co-op and things like that, he'll tell you it's that five-pound block of government cheese that he gets. So that's the biggest thing he remembers. Area Lutherans would donate produce, and they still do. I have Concordia High School kids who do a community service day in October, September or October. One of the family members of one of the teachers has an orchard. I get apples. Oh boy, do I get apples. I get two pickup trucks full of apples. We make a lot of applesauce. Our, our wives make a lot of applesauce and come up with a lot of really good apple dishes, believe me. Um, Local stores donated groceries items. We still have Kroger and Panera who donate their bread to us. Matter of fact, our bread run was yesterday morning. So we go, one student every week goes, picks it up, 
puts it out, and students get their bread. And it's not just bread. We've been getting flowers. We get cakes and cookies and cupcakes and all kinds of stuff. You know, muffins, it's great. Uh, and then in 1979, it moved to the campus where we are currently housed at, um, in the lower level of the student commons, and we are currently feeding 171 students and their families. So when you add all of that up, and some of the families are just husband and wife. Some of them, I have a couple of families that have six kids, like what we did when we came here. It's a neat thing to see. But these are some of the, there's one more, there it is. Um, I just took these pictures Tuesday. This is what our food co-op looks like. We provide milk, we provide, this is all pork, and all of our pork is donated. I just had three hogs go in on Monday, and I have six more going in on the 24th that we'll pick up after the 1st of April. Um, currently, I have two hog farmers that are donating hogs to us. I also have a gentleman, one of the hog farmers will also bring us a couple of steers. Last year, he brought us two and a half. And then I have a farmer out in Minnesota who processes the steers, has it all frozen, and then brings it to us and calls me up and says, hey, I'm getting ready to pull on campus. <laughs> I need to get, uh, okay, uh, let me see who I can get to help unload it. Um, recently, in January, we did a um, gathering. It's really hard not to touch your face and stuff, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I talk with my hands, so that's even worse. <laughs> January, we had the opportunity to put together Mercy Meals for Orphan Grain Train. We put together, I think, 19,000, just over 19,000 meals in two, four, seven hours, seven or eight hours. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of meals. I don't have any of those pictures with me, I don't think. But in, a, in, in addition to that, they brought me 4,000 pounds of fresh ground, well, fresh flash frozen ground beef from local, from local farmers in Nebraska in 10-pound logs. Yeah, they are this long, that big around, and weigh 10 pounds. And they come in boxes of six. So <laughs> you're, you're lugging 61 pounds just to move a box. And the students are sitting there going, how do we deal with this? Reciprocating saw, bread knife, cook it all up, season it in different ways, refreeze it, there you go, you got your meal plans done. It's fantastic. I don't know if this video is going to pop up. I wish it would. I don't know if it will. It may not because it's being temperamental right now. So we'll just skip that. This is a typical shopping day for the students. So we order fresh produce um, weekly. It will be, our produce will be there on, Mon on tomorrow. I've doubled our order, basically, so that we could cover that two weeks so that they can go and take care of their families and everything. These two, we didn't have these when you were there, did we, Pastor Grady? 
these two are carts are, are fresh produce, and so we just take those and wheel them right into the cooler and pull them right back out when we need them. So it takes us five minutes to set up instead of a half hour on Tuesday mornings, which really saves Barry's back. <laughs> Barry is my assistant director. She's been there almost as long as I have. I've been on the campus for 13 years, December. Um, there are few, very few departments I haven't worked in, so including public safety. Um, I just gave that one up a year ago. <laughs> And to try and, and explain how it is that, that all of this touches them is difficult at best. Um, so how does it work? Everything is donated, either in-kind or purchased. Students have to volunteer. If you're a family of two, you get 100 points. That's two hours. Your volunteer time is you come over to the, food, over to the clothing co-op and you hang stuff up. Or you sit down and you write a thank you letter that gets sent out. Or since we're getting into district convention time for LWML, write me a stack of note cards, get them to me because I hand them out at district conventions. And it's fun because I go, oh wait, I have something for you. And I hand them an envelope and the ladies are like, what, what's this? And I'm like, oh, just open it later, it's for you. Two hours later, they come back and they go, that was so sweet. You guys make a difference. You made a difference for us because there was no way we were going to be able to do that. So everything is given a value. It used to be before inflation and everything, a dollar, one point for a dollar. So right now, you can get six potatoes for one point. You have to think about this for a minute. You're talking about a family of two, 100 points. If you get six potatoes for one point, hmm, how long can you make that last? Nothing really has a whole lot of a high value to it. The laundry detergent, yeah, that might if, but the bigger draw, the bigger bottles of laundry detergent, we'll do drawings for those. Especially if we get six of them in at one time. Here, you win, enjoy. And they're like, ah. So we provide everything that we possibly can. There is no money. There is no hands. There, you know, no money exchanges hands. Um, we're spending roughly $650 a week on produce, uh, about $300 a week on cheese and eggs, um, $400 a week on ground beef. And actually, that's not entirely true because I have plenty right now, <laughs> thanks to that wonderful donation. And then milk, we're buying 52 gallons a week minimum. And they can take two gallons a week. But not everybody takes it. So you know, we have whole milk, we have 2% milk, we have skim milk. As long as, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, I have this allergy, we will work with you and we'll try and make sure that we have items set aside for them. I have one student wife who will be coming back next year after her husband finishes Vicarage. She is lactose intolerant. I know this. She's coming back, so I have to have almond milk on stock for her. And we do. We go out. We use Aldi. They love to see me come walking in the door. <laughs> Nine o 10 o'clock in the morning, they go, eh, we just hit it. 
because we spend anywhere from $900 to $1,500 when we walk in the door. We take a cargo van with us. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so ongoing needs for the co-op is canned fruits and vegetables. Please, no green beans right now. If they're in there, it's fine. But uh, it seems like green beans are the, are the vegetable of choice for everybody. Don't get me wrong. I love green beans, but there's only so many ways I can do them. <laughs> um, cereals, crackers. I did put a sheet of paper. There's a double-sided piece of paper back on the table. There is a table set up back there. There's free stuff, too. Please don't make me take it back with me. I really don't want to. Um, but you can't have my screen. That one you can't have. That, that's mine. <laughs> but... Um, I put a list back there of, of suggestions, and I have it broken down by dinner or uh, snacks, cleaning products, things like that. So different ideas, breakfast, stuff like that. Um, peanut butter and jelly. Oh, my Lord, I cannot keep peanut butter and jelly on the shelf. It's fantastic. Uh, pastas and rice. Spaghetti sauce, can't keep it on the shelf. Juices, canned meat and tuna, soups, baking needs, especially around the holidays. Um, coffee tea, coffee filters, personal hygiene products. We cover everything. Soap, toothpaste, shampoo, conditioner, lotion, desitin, uh, diaper cream, um, baby care products, over-the-counter medications, and believe it or not, taco stuff. As soon as it goes on the shelf, it's out the door. I buy probably 24, 24 packs. If I went weekly, I would buy 24 packs of 10-pack tortillas every week, and they would be gone by 10 o'clock. So we have to ration how we put them out. <laughs> Canned beans, kidden, not green beans. Kidney beans, pinto beans, garbanzo beans, things like that. Man, they just go. Anything tomato, pasta, you know, tomato paste, anything like that, it goes. Um, it's fantastic. So this is the clothing co-op, and I'm, okay, I'm getting long. Uh, clothing co-op is a former dorm building, and it's set up into shopping areas with clothing, clothing items, furniture, appliances, electronic equipment. No TVs, please. I can't afford to pay for them to get rid of them. Books, toys, and games. And we have fun. We really do. We, when, when Donation Day comes around, we do a fashion show for the ladies. that. Come. How many have been to Donation Day? Has anybody here been to Donation Day? No, it's not just for the ladies. Y'all can come too. I'll pick on y'all just as much as I pick on them. Um, it's the second, second or third Tuesday in October. I'll double check that. I know when it is. It's just, and it's basically an all-day thing. People come in. Registration starts at nine. Chapel is at ten. I have to get up there in the chapel and the lectern and. It's scary as I'll get out because I'm standing there and there's all these people. And then the first year that I did this was three years ago. <laughs> and I got up there and I got through it and I sat down and my phone starts going off, which I knew my husband was going to do to me.
because little did I remember, he was watching it online. Oh, no. Bummer. Okay. Hope I didn't misspeak. <laughs> and my clothing co-op one is not going to play either, so I have pictures. Um, uh, baby clothes, men's, women's pants, clericals, men's shirts, and suits. This is just four of the rooms, five of the rooms. I have 18 rooms. <laughs> yeah, and one, only one of them is my office. Um, ah, Christmas Marketplace. Christmas Marketplace is fun. Christmas Marketplace is my opportunity to give to the students and remind them that people really do love them. So by the 1st of December, I collect, I, actually, I don't think I put any out. Christmas Marketplace is an open house that I hold. I sugar the kids up, yes, and send them home, but I give mom and dad something too. Pastor Grady, do you remember how much you got in gift cards? Dorm students, I focus on giving them gas cards because where are they going to go for a month? They're going to go home. They're going to go visit family. They're going to go driving. So you make sure that they have them. Handmade quilts. Every family gets one quilt per year, and they're beautiful. My daughter, I, I saw my daughter yesterday because my daughter and my granddaughter went with me to my sister to celebrate my sister-in-law's birthday in Toledo yesterday. And I asked her, I said, Lindsay, you still got your quilt? And she looked at me and she goes, you mean this one? And pulls it off of my granddaughter's bed. That was 2007 when she got hers. She got the second one. Uh, we do gift basket drawings. Those are fun. Game night, adult game night. Um, we did a Star Wars one. We've done a baby doll one, um, bakeware, just all different kinds of things. And then we'll take stuff from the food co-op and throw it with it to make it a real party pack. So if, if I've got um, potholders and spatulas and a, a countertop convection oven and some uh, baking sheets and stuff like that, we'll put cake mix, frosting, oil. They can come and get the eggs, but... Yeah, we'll put those things with it so that it actually is a complete set to make it fun. In addition, we were able to do door prizes, and those door prizes are $50 gift cards. Those are totally separate from what the students give. December 12th last year, we had Marketplace, and each one of the students, and I don't remember how many students I had, I want to say it was like 128, got $350 each in gift cards. They, they just, they sit there and they go, and it's so much fun because I put them into their mailboxes. I don't let, I don't hand them out to them. It's too hard to keep track. So I go put them in their mailboxes. And then I stand in the mailroom. And as soon as the first one hits, 
It's just a matter of time because, man, it passes through campus like wildfire. <laughs> and they're standing out there, and you're standing there listening to them going, all right, I have, I have two Applebee's, and I'll trade you. <laughs> Give me the Bath and Body Works. I'll trade you the Bath and Body Works. It is so much fun to sit and watch. And at the time when I took over as the director of the Food and Clothing Co-op, I've only been doing this since September, but like I said, I've been on this campus. It's not my first rodeo over there, so I know how it works. But when I moved over there in October of 2017, I had baptism by fire because nine days after I moved over there, here, here's donation day. You get 800 people. Huh? <laughs> okay. Um, and then it was, at the time, I was still a student. Yeah, I didn't throw that one in there, did I? <laughs> I graduated last year. My commissioning was last July. My installation was at opening service in September. The seminary called me. So I get to do what I'm having fun doing. And I feel bad because I enjoy what I do. But then again, it's a lot of fun. I get to spoil the kids. Tuesday morning grocery shopping day after mom and dad finish grocery shopping, they come over to the clothing co-op. They're going to make a day out of it. Kids come running into my office, and they'll come, and I'll see this little person standing there in my doorway, and I'll go, all right, come on. Boom, right over to the basket. They know where the candy is. <laughs> I get to the parents through the kids because the parents see that caring and that nurturing. They're like, okay, this person isn't so bad. She cares. She gets it. Yeah, I get it. Believe me, I get it. So um, we have people that will send in brand new socks and underwear and scarves, sugaring up the kids. I told you I do this quite well. The kids even get in on it, too. They get little hats. I wish I would have pulled one of the pictures that had the Christmas tree hat. Those were so cute. I had four babies running around with these Christmas tree hats on. And they're all going, <laughs> and then the quilts. And, you know, it's just a nice little spread. But it's because of people like you, it's because of you caring for our students and caring for our families and caring for your fast future, wow, future pastors and deaconesses. Without that, we won't have a future. You guys see to it. And coming as a former seminary wife, a former student, and a current staff member, I can't tell you what that means. There's no way that I can sit here and tell you what that means, other than just to stand here and tell you, thank you. You guys mean the world. And I pray daily for everybody like you. Anybody got any questions? Yes, made it in time. <laughs> Seriously, anybody have any questions? Yeah, go.
I have a gentleman from Michigan. He and his wife see this as a challenge multiple times a year. And they've been doing it for so long that the co there are some stores like Walmart, Old Navy, and Target that know them and go, we got a rack, it's not moving. I'll be right there. He comes flying over. Now he has an extended Suburban. Okay, so he's got the third row plus that little extension on the back of it. It is packed from the back of the driver's seat to the tailgate and it is very strategically packed and straightened. We have, we have two black bins that we use to unload stuff. And they are about this long and about this wide, okay? But they stand about this high. We throw them in there. We fill those up four times. We fill up together a paper box basically full of brand new stuff from zero to three to five to two. They give away that box. But it's not just the clothes. They get a handmade shirt. They get a pair of handmade pants like they uh, baby boots and hats. They get clothes and then they get pacifiers, toys, whatever other little knickknacks that I have that are still brand new, they get those. And that is because of people like you guys that give that. So if you go walking to Walmart and they have all of this stuff, you know, baby stuff on pants for 50 cents each, think I got it, grab it. I don't care what size it is. Just grab it, throw it into a bag and call me. I'll, I'm up for a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> road trip and free lunch. Let's give thanks to God for Deaconess Rittner. Give me an elbow bump. Well done, well done. At the back, uh, there on the small table, and you've seen this already, we'll keep these out. This is a list of needs there for the food and co-op. Um, and also on the back, um, not just, uh, you know, uh, food, but uh, clothes. Uh, thanks to the mission board, John and Linda Silverberg, for organizing uh, this uh, uh, information today and uh, for arranging to have Deaconess Rittner down here. Good time for spring cleaning, so, yes. yes, so, especially the next two weeks for some of you who might be stuck at home, so bring it here to church, we will find a place to put it, store it, we've already had a couple volunteers to make the two-hour drive up to the seminary, so I don't think we're going to have any problem with that, so whatever you've got, yep, don't go through the drive-through at Goodwill, bring it here first, okay, bring it here first, and we'll make sure it uh, gets put to good use, okay. Any closing comments? Any other information we're missing? Okay, let's stand and close with the Lord's Prayer. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us again to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Peace be with you. And I think, Deaconess Rittner, you're going to be taking back all the stuff that's gathered in the narthex. Are you going to load that up now or later? Okay, after the late service, if you're going to late service and you want to stick around for a few minutes, uh, everything that's in the narthex, we're going to send back with her, uh, fit into her vehicle. <laughs>